Good morning, Lord Rossborough. On the tail of the new educational policy, we've got your eight o'clock with the Council of Tombs elected by the Lords of the 57 Facets. Silly me. I thought the point of establishing the Council was to get the power into the hands of the governed and out of the hands of the Lords. The last thing they need is my say-so. These things take time, my lord. They'll need guidance until the new systems become old systems. Canyon, please. I asked you to call me Rust. Lord Rustborough makes me sound like... Well, like one of them. Of course. Well, new systems and all. In any case, we have your ten o'clock with the cavern giants to discuss stewardship of the Nisian Rifts. Apparently, their stone mothers fallen ill after contact with some kind of new rift beast. I've never known the cavern giants to attend, much less request a meeting with anyone above the frozen mantle. These new rift beasts are nothing to be trifled with, and their venom seems almost tailor-made to slay giant folk. There's whispers this is the beginning of a new rift war. Last thing we need. After lunch, which is non-negotiable, we've got your one o'clock, and that's with the Deep Known Civil Rights League. They've got a presentation on shadow slavery in the Subignia's vault. Lords, they're still practicing shadow slavery? Well, apparently this newest merchant king earned his fortune using shadow slaves to harvest the black roots that have been cropping up around the rifts. Its flower is a delicacy, and its fibers weave an unbreakable claw for so I hear. The height of fashion, I'm told. My lord? Lord Rustbro? Rust? I'm sorry, Canyon. I need you to cancel everything and bring me everything you have on the rifts and the black roots. I fear our new systems might not have time to grow old. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best... It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Plex is nestled into the curvature of the unstable demisphere of Abel. Cityscapes rise up from a non-existent horizon to dominate the sky. Only a single sliver of the pink and orange void of Abel space can be seen from the main street of Gaspar's stomping grounds. Red and brownstone towers rise like colonnades reaching up to the urban heavens, giving rise to the whispers that the towers go on until they land on the sky that that place where the roof becomes the floor must be a heaven to those who suffered at the roots of these concrete spires. Mm. This is, of course, a trick of the eye. You have been to the rooftops and gazed out upon the expanse. You have met the denizens of the sky cities whose lights at night were once your stars. They too suffer by hells no fresher to them than these. You have traced the labyrinthine alleys between the towers, walked amidst the myriad breezeways that connect them, tasted the bitter alkaline of industry that burn at the boundary between gods and their domains. But here now, as you gaze upon this place, your heart breaks. 
Gone are the clotheslines turned ziplines carrying what meager fare there was to share to those less fortunate. Gone is the anguished graffiti, the struggling voice of the oppressed. Gone are the slop shops, whose rusted awnings could promise a blessed reprieve from the coolant rains. Gone are the cracks whose blessed chasms could hide precious children from roving princelings, hungry for unspoiled labor, waiting to be conditioned. Gone are the breadlines, the only promise of food, where desperate families would beg through gritted teeth for their daily sacrament from an indifferent God. Gone are these things that made you the man you are. In their place, a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slashes of shape and color sprint across the infinite brownstones, blurring the line between graffiti and high art. Proud voices call out from market stalls, peddling artifacts scavenged from the foundries and noble houses. Four-seat restaurants boast flavors from across the parabolic arches of the rich and famous. Clothes sewn of ancient tapestries depicting sacred lineages are sold for modest prices to eager children whose faces are as full as their bellies. Wherever your eyes fall, life can be seen, bursting from the cracks in the foundation of your neighborhood's corpse, presided over by a single repeated symbol, an eye of stained glass whose fractal iris spirals inward. Ooh, like that. This is not at all as I remember it. This doesn't sound like the childhood you described, briefly though it was. No. This looks like there's at least some justice in the world. Perhaps my people finally broke through. Feels more like home than Kinuent did. The sea of faces that pass by you, spot Gaspar, turn their backs to him, and walk in a manner that they do not face him. Oh, are we crab walking? <laughs> <laughs> the steps are strange, but seem natural to the Abelites. Gaspar, how do they know? Maybe because of that. Gaspar gestures to a vast sculpture that stands ahead. The body of a headless assassin, drenched in pink paint. And along the walls of the brownstones, posters of the many forms he's born. Seems you have quite a reputation here. And so advertised. The symbol they've chosen. Those are my eyes. This is Crom's work. What he's taken from me. What I've given him. What we will get back. But what he's done with it. It's everything I wanted to do for my people. The crowds radiate from and gravitate to a building that you remember as the abandoned and decrepit manse of a lesser plural who dared to rise above his station. Once desolate, now renewed. Nestled between the towers, this monument to excess has been worked by the hands of the community into a place of beauty. Vast, heavy graphite stones join with hairline seams, bound by ancient mortars, rising along the walls to parapets, carven to marry into the facade of Gothic scrollwork. Grotesques and gargoyles pull absurd faces, painted by enterprising children, their sloppy, uneven art immortalized. Perhaps if we find this crom, a conversation is in order then. Cruel people can make good things happen. I think finding him now is an inevitability. He wants to be found. Gasper, I feel like I'm missing something. What did you do? 
I saw what the beings who handled us were capable of, not by any merit to themselves, but just from the position they were in. From those rooftops, you could rearrange buildings and people as you saw fit. Miracles were constructed here, and it was a power that even I could use, so why shouldn't I? But at the end of the day, there were more of them than I could ever handle. Close to a right proper land mutiny? Nothing as righteous and grand as that. I simply wanted more for my friends and my family. But those were the first steps towards, as you say, a land mutiny. And I was very much nipped at the bud. Parathra sees through you with eyes that glimmer with true sight. You also took for yourself, Gaspar. I did, yes. I see some things don't change. She places a hand on your shoulder. So what's next? I'm simply here to take back what's mine. Then by all means, show us where this story ends. A short black and gold marble stair with ramps to either side rises to a great double door, wrought in iron scrollwork against black oak. Within, you do not find the opulent appointments of a noble manor. Instead, a house of wealth itself. The People's Bank of the Plex is a fine but modest home to commerce. Along the walls, flip counters depict market values, show interest rates, and demonstrate the complexities of Abel's economy. The tables that fill the space are in use by countless Abelites, using what power is given to them by their god, change their fortunes. Ahead, the tellers are enclosed in a wooden partition with beautifully ornate balusters protecting them from a people who in truth would never do them harm. At the rear of this partition is an open vault with a thick iron gate closed upon it. There behind the bars, you see a face that you had almost forgotten. He is so very pale. His sallow blue-gray skin scatters the light almost translucent. Notched stiletto ears stab directly backwards like serrated blades. His recessed cheeks and fissured lips linger from long confinement, a wound to his soul. Beneath a mop of pale and brittle hair like a pile of shredded documents, his hooded eyes are locked in perpetual scrutiny, shrouding the dull, spiraling kaleidoscopes that are his irises. He raises a hand, and the crowds depart, always certain to place their backs towards Gaspar. You knew this was always coming. Should I flip the sign to closed? I felt you the moment you arrived. I knew you were coming. They know not to enter. You've corrupted my dream. Your dream? <laughs> okay. This should be my doing. It was your doing. You wanted freedom. I wanted theirs. You act as though we're different. Do you think when we separated that I just became something evil? That because I did not talk like this, I wasn't you? You're the Darkwood that is given action by what I have offered and sacrificed, aren't you? 
The dark wood doesn't control us. It doesn't do anything. It simply empowers us. It has become us, but it does not control me any more than they control you. He gestures to the fallow crown. It is my friend, my ally, and my family. Was yours too, before you chose not to do your job. How do you think this happens? How do you think we get power? How do you think I feed and nourish them without quintessence that I harvest from them? You are the engine that powers the vehicle. Your work makes this possible. But fine, fight me. Fight yourself and fight your own goals, your own dreams. Stop everything that I have ever tried to do for us and for them. All for a face that you can't stand to look at in the mirror. It's not simply just for the face. Do you not feel incomplete? I haven't felt complete since we were born. This is just another way to feel empty. But they'll be full. Are both our parts necessary for this to continue? Unless you would have me feed on the weak, I could harvest from them. I could have already become as a god. Instead, I chose the slow path. Ten percent for me, ninety for them. Every soul you've ever brought. It's slow going, but give it time. But you can't, can you? I've given it all the time that I can suffer to bear. No choice then, eh? Helpless for your fate? You sound like one of them. Then fight, plural. It's what you were meant to do. Page Theta Rho requesting access to the Infinite Foundry in accordance with Saturnine Order Art Double Six Null Five April Stroke Three. Access denied. Saturnine Order Art Double Six Null Five April Stroke Three is reserved for complete entities. Oh, glory to the rules! Glory to the oh, shut up! Processing interruption. Calculating. Calculating. This interruption is classified as rude. Look, man, I want to see my mother. I am not a man. You do not have a mother. Wants are irrelevant. Only orders are relevant. Look, I'm sorry for the outburst. Please, just query her. I'm allowed that, right? A query? Processing. Processing. Calculating. The Infinite Foundry is too... ill... To entertain visitors. I'll... What in the laws are you talking about? It's not as though she has a gallbladder to be removed. The Infinite Foundry is closed for maintenance due to an unprecedented outbreak of... Rust. Oh, see, now I know you're taking the piss. I do not piss. The rust has stricken the labor class. The Infinite Foundry was quarantined. Yet, it is infected nonetheless. Please. It's very important. What color is this rust? Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world 
that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Music, performance, poetry. Do you think you have what it takes to join the Bard College? Hundreds of talented minstrels and performers are out there, waiting to share their gifts with the world. My name is Professor Truman Bador, but you can call me True. If you think you have the raw talent to be accepted into one of our many Bard Colleges, send two gold to 48 Tanswill Lane, and we'll send you back this insightful at-home version Bard test. Mail it back and you'll hear if you've been accepted into a College of Valor, Lore, or even Glamour in 10 to 19 business days. These easy-take-at-home Bard tests are the perfect way to kickstart your journey down the path of romantic adventure, enthralling entertainment, and erotic penmanship. All this and more with the Take-at-Home Bard Test. Get yours today. We're Bards! Hey, all you cuties. I'm keeping this week's mid-roll real short because I'm real sick. If you haven't considered joining the Patreon, now's the time to do so. You get a ton of gaming materials and bonus content, which is awesome. But if you listen to the show every week and enjoy it, why not think about donating a dollar a month? Or five if you have the resources. If all of our regular listeners did this, our lives would change forever. Just a little food for thought. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, and this week's featured team, the Ceaseless Horde. With Dave Mladenoff, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Ammons. To get a personal message read on the show or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. And be sure to follow our YouTube channel to see all of the live streams like Monday Night Live premieres hosted by Dana and more throughout the week. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the Battle Axis. When you're an adventurer, nobody takes better care of your assets than Water Lake United Insurance. From enchanted sword insurance to curse removal insurance, you know we've got your back. Your big, big, stabbable back. Which is why we're introducing new Duplicity Insurance. For when backstabbing, betrayal, and BBG reveals leave you broken. Every dark alley and corner is another chance for your dearest allies to turn the blade on you. So stop taking chances and get Duplicity Insurance today. Water Lake United Adventuring Insurance. You can't trust your friends, but you can trust your funds. You are legendary in all senses of the word. You do not need to be on a quest to reach into your bank. You can feel the quintessence pouring from you. More importantly, anyone can tune in whenever they want. I would like you to roll me initiative. All right, anybody above a 20? I've got a 25. Excellent. I've got a 20. I've also got a 20, but my dex is worse. Sounds good. Uh, above 15? Okay, those are our boys. And above a 10? Big bouncy 11. I take it that means the Avos didn't get a lot? Uh, seven? It's mm. not nothing. Love that. <laughs> There will be legendary actions and there will be layer actions, but I want to start with the most pressing ability. You are all under the influence of cost of living. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Too real. (laughs) When you said interest rates were displayed, I was like, how high are they? Can I refinance? (laughs) (laughs) Wish I've already got two jobs. At the beginning of the round, during the layer action, 
Each creature within 300 feet of Crom must spend one quintessence or glory in order to take their turn. Gross. This only allows you a move and interact action. <laughs> any other actions require an additional quintessence. However, any creature can, as a free action, take on debt <laughs> up to 10 from Crom. Yikes. Fun. Is that at once or a hard cap? I would say you could theoretically just take 10 right out the gate, but yeah, it is a hard cap. Okay. One last clarification. Mm -hmm. Is the 10 we borrow only for us or can the team access it? It is by person. Oh, great. Jeez. Oh, man. (laughs) There is also one other little mechanic that will come up later. This is a D6. True. That will change. Oh. Good to know. Okay. I can't believe... I can't believe I can't get fucking Iavos to co-sign for Wuxia here. <laughs> Can the Fallow Crown file as a corporation? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get out of here. Get out of here. Can we file as a non-profit charity? <laughs> you cannot have any tax filing other than individual. Huh. Shit. We just got charged by two gods. Do we not get a religious exemption? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the goddamn sh- We're going to fucking fight. Let's start the fight. Y'all are just juicing me up. Now you're just making me want to hurt oh, you. Oh, there we go. Now he's ready to hurt us. Oh, I also want you to understand that until now, I have had a vested interest in not necessarily party killing. That is gone. I will be making an active attempt to kill you. Good luck. He now has an invested interest in party killing. We got two more bank jokes, and then we're done. (laughs) At the top of the round, the ability market shift activates. The D6 has become a D8. But that didn't take long. Inflation? (laughs) Which among you will be spending a quintessence to take your turn? Me. All parties? All parties, I think, want to act today. I'll spend my last personal quintessence to go this round before dipping into the pool. Beautiful. I begin by using my free object interact. Mm-hmm. To don my father's spectacles. Ooh, I like Atta it. girl. <laughs> and then Paraphthra is going to follow an old connection. For she and Krom once met in their dreams. And she hardly needs to know his name to strike him with a psychic lance. Mm, I love it. I'm going to cast it at level five. I'm going to spend some metamagic points to heighten it. But let's start off. He needs to make an intelligence saving throw. No, he does not. As the psychic lance arcs forward, it collides with the grate that stands between him and you. Immediately, the bars begin to heat ever so slightly, giving off just a little bit of a glow before dissipating. What level spell slot is that? Fifth. Thank you. It has used five of its charge. Okay. Do I discern anything else with my glasses? What are you looking for? Just watching these interactions, can I glean any other information about it? You cannot see through the bars properly. There are vague suggestions, but everything beyond it seems hampered. Okay. Blurry. Hold fast, everyone. The bars are anti-magic. They appear to have charges. Everything here has charges. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't spending Quint for a bonus action. That is my turn. (laughs) Too expensive. Crom will use his legendary action, Inheritance, in a way you cannot perceive. That's just exactly like me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, he's sneaky, just like Gaspar. That makes it Gaspar's turn. <sighs> Gaspar is going to use a bonus action. So mark down that quint. With each step that Gaspar takes towards the teller's booth, 
A mist will waft from his feet as he becomes more and more translucent, attempting to simply walk past these ornate balusters. Excellent. The balusters do not resist you. Oh, yeah. As you pass beyond the barricade, you see the suggestion of a panel in the wall next to the cage. With Krom and the thing I've desired in front of me, I realize that once more, I seem to be leaving my friends behind. As motivated and hungry as I am, perhaps Gaspar has learned a thing or two. (laughs) Do I believe that this panel will open the vault? Or is it a trap I've set for myself? (laughs) The panel's got to go somewhere. That was the most obvious place to put it. He didn't build it. Mm, The children did. (laughs) (laughs) These goddamn kids. (laughs) I will attempt to fuck with this panel. (laughs) Beautiful. You're going to go ahead and use interact? Yes. Okay. You pop open the panel as Krom watches you. Uh, Inside, you see complicated Magitech equipment designed to, one, keep the uh, anti-magic field going, two, to hold the vault door closed, and three, a purpose you're not clear about yet. I'm going to attempt to fuck with the anti-magic thing for now. Beautiful. Go ahead and give me an arcana check. I would say you're allowed to use dexterity instead of the normal intelligence. Okay. Dexterity arcana is fresh as hell. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense to me. Don't forget, y'all. Rules as written. You can change the stat. Mm -hmm. Well, dexterity arcana. That is a 34. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. The delicate rune craft inside of this anti-magic field is extreme. As you try to engage any part of it, another part activates and more and more fail-safes make themselves known. You have bypassed the first of an unknown number of steps. Team. This might take a while. You're the man for the job. If this goes on, that is inevitable. <laughs> that makes it Hal's turn. Okay. Well, they say you gotta spend money to make money. Hal's gonna burn a quint to take an action. Okay. Activate his celestial aspect. Bladed wings burst out of Hal's back, looking remarkably like his mother's, but burning with fire as his Scourge and Protector Asamar abilities both activate, a wave of fear radiates off of him. However, those of you within 10 feet are inside his aura of courage and immune to the frightened condition that he would otherwise inflict upon you. From there, Hal takes to the air in a blaze of fiery rage. Not actually raging, because that costs a bonus action that I'm not paying for right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to attempt to go through these wooden bars directly at the vault door. Okay. I would like you to roll me a, I would say, acrobatic strength. Okay. There is no aerobatics, and this is not an athletic (laughs) thing. (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, That is a 29. Beautiful. You collide with the balusters, and they shatter, smoldering on the ground. All right. I'm going to move right up to those bars between him and us and grab them with both hands. Excellent. I would like you to go ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. I can do that. Well, I can roll that. (laughs) I believe in you. 21. That fails. That's not good. Oof. What? All right, guys. I'm I'm tanking for you. I'm sussing out some DCs here. (laughs) 
fail. What is this, 20th level play? Yeah. <laughs> Arcane energy lances out from the bars, coursing through your entire body. You can feel it in your teeth, in your brain. You can feel it reaching into your past and damaging the very core of you. You take 24 damage. All right. What type of damage is it? Psychic damage. Got it. Uh, it, it, it don't touch the bars. It hits. <laughs> this ends my turn. You're as stupid as you are predictable. Guilty is charged. He snaps his fingers, and as he does, a headless cloud and shadow manifests itself between Yavos, Penny, and Wuxia. It uses multi-attack with its scimitar and crossbow. That is a natural 20 on Penny. That is a 28 on Yavos. And that is a dirty 20 on Wuxia. That'll hit. Good numbers, good numbers. You will take 2d6 plus 6 slashing damage. That is 6 to Penny. 7 to Yavos. 6 to Wuxia. Then you will take 2d6 necrotic. 7 to Penny. 8 to Yavos. 6 to Wuxia. And then each of you will take 1d6 soul damage. Oh no. 3 to Penny. 1 to Yavos. 2 to Wuxia. Okay. Now it is same team, but there was a crit in there. There is. Same team, same team. Same team, same team. Same team, same team. They're both you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I play both sides. Penny, you take an additional three, six necrotic, and then another three soul. He moves like lightning. He moves like Gaspar. But he doesn't look like Gaspar. He looks like an old dwarven miner missing his head. As as this happens, Hal's eyes dart over his shoulder to that happening, but he locks eyes with Krom. And at the end of my turn, anyone within 10 feet of me, including myself, take 10 points of radiant damage. Excellent. Krom does not as the energy clatters up against the cage. Okay. However, it does remove one point. All right. That makes it Krom's turn. He raises his crossbow which seems to almost shimmer as though dozens upon dozens of iterations of it in different forms, shapes, and styles exist in the same space at once. And he fires upon you. It's bad intention. 17? 17 hits hell. Okay. 17? Still hits. Another 17? He rolled three twos. Oh, drippy dicks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we got three twos, but that was impressive. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's more impressive as they all hit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have health, not armor. You're going to take, from all attacks, Mm -hmm. 12d6. Okay. Magical piercing. Okay. Barf. What? 36. (laughs) Yeah. That is horseshit. That's a pretty bad roll on 12d6. Right? one that's like 8d6. <laughs> but you also take an additional 3d6 soul wound. Mm. Three, one, three, seven. All right. He will end his turn as a shower of magically imbued bolts slice open portions of your immaculate flesh. Oh, you scratched it. It was new. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it. Wuxia. Wuxia, suddenly startled by what's going on here and not understanding economics, will go into debt. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> he understands it better than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you come from? Wuxia's going to take good old Storm Tusk here and apply it liberally to Headless Man. 
<laughs> I'm going to spend two out of my personal pool to attack our unwanted headless visitor here thrice. I like it. That is hot garbage, but still a pair of 21s for the first two attacks from Stormtusk. Those will hit. Fantastic. The first one. That's going to be 21 damage total, split between piercing, thunder, and lightning. Okay, cool. 21 damage total, you said? Mm-hmm. And the second one gets to add a D8. 22 from the second. Love it. And then my third attack. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's going to be 13 versus his AC. Not going to do it. I didn't think so. As Wushot turns and stabs to the best of his ability, Stormtusk finding its place over and over again, Ebb, his other magic spear, doesn't even get close. <laughs> With my flurry of spear points, that's my turn. Okay. That makes it Iavos' turn. Okay. Iavos has had several centuries to learn about the secrets of magic and perceive things he'd never understood before. By observing how tenaciously his allies are attacking this gate. Can I just do a quick arcana to kind of analyze it? Does it look like all of the anti-magic is manifested at the door or probably the entire vault? The entire vault. Okay. Good to know. That will eliminate some of the things I was going to try to play with. I didn't think about <laughs> just trying to punch a hole in the wall. It would have gone exactly the same way as grabbing the gate. But <laughs> I, I expect that's probably the case. All right. Let's go with this. Iavos looking to this headless assailant attacking his friends, his daughter himself, reaches down to his belt to grab a trusty weapon of war, his sister's bottle of mystery, full of arcane explosives and elemental doom. But now when he looks at it, he realizes it's just a bottle. That's all it ever was. And letting go of his attachment to it, he smashes it down on top of this headless creature and the fragments turn into a prison of dreams. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Cool. It's just a bottle, guys. <laughs> I need this headless dwarf to make me an intelligent saving throw. He's not great at it. Well, I he love doesn't that. have a brain, so. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he still did get a 16. That's not enough. My DC is much higher than that now. What is it now? This is dream prison. I bind a creature in an illusory cell that only it perceives. That creature needs to make an intelligent saving throw. Which it failed. Yes. On a successful save, the target takes 5d10 psychic damage and the spell ends. On a failed save, the target takes 5d10 psychic damage and the area around them immediately in their space appears to be dangerous in some way. It might cause the target to perceive itself as being surrounded by fire, floating razors, a hideous maw filled with dripping teeth. Whatever the illusory form takes, the target can't see or hear anything beyond it and is restrained for the spell's duration. If the target tries to leave the prison, it can, but it takes 10d10 psychic damage. Fucking that is disgusting. Let's hugs. go. In my many journeys, I stepped into many nightmares. Let me share them with you. Oh I, I specifically pulled out a bunch of d10 for this spell, and now they're gone. I have us use the action craft shiv. <laughs> <laughs> He takes 36 psychic damage, and he is now trapped in a prison of his own nightmares. Cool. <laughs> I'm more concerned about the second part. <laughs> Very fair. Anything else? I would like to get away from him and this prison of nightmares. And since shit 
is getting real and a, clearly this bad motherfucker can summon headless dudes to kill people for him, I will use another point to use a bonus action and lift the heavy, heavy blade from my back and manifest a fourth level spiritual weapon. I like it. Just for fun, it's going to smack the guy in the prison and then float to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Might it. as well not waste it. <laughs> uh, and he's restrained, so I have advantage. That is a 24. That'll hit. DBD, neat dot to D. Hot. I'm surprised by 3D8. 23 damage, force damage. Oof. All right. Mother of God. Yeah. That's a total of 102 on this fucker so far. Uh, well done. He's a minion. <laughs> He's a Maxian. I'm a Maxian. At the end of your turn, he will trigger a legendary action. Oh, Zach's getting up. This sucks already. Sit back down. Oh. That's a big asshole. <laughs> ah, poop. You hear a faint slither and a clicking of claws as the Volpidexa darts across the ground and the Voltrab drags his polearm across Wusha and Penny. Oi! Headless Voltrab. I just can't imagine either of you are better than 30. Yeah, get him. Get him, buddy. Nah. <laughs> that would hit me twice and have enough change for gum. <laughs> cool. I don't like that. Mm. Mm, I God. see some tens in there. No, no, they're just zeros. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Zeros can't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be 32 to Penny and 27 to Wusha. Wusha is going to use a reaction. Now that he is a nice and high level ranger, he has uncanny dodge. Hey. This bulky sea beast is going to whip around quick as he can to take half damage from that. I very much enjoy it. What you don't reduce is the D6 of soul wound damage. I remember that. Which is five to you and four to Benny. And that's going to cost you a quintessence since it is a reaction. Fantastic. It's not, but... <laughs> it's, it isn't. <laughs> we're broke. We're living initiative to initiative. Hey, hey, I went into debt. Oh, we're all going to we're all going to dip, I'm sure. <laughs> Take a little dip in the debt pool. <laughs> At the top of the initiative, there's two remaining quintessence. Who here is going to take one of the three debt in order to take a turn? How will? I have us well, he's got to help his friends. Gaspar will. Wusha is going to use one of his own personal little collection to take a turn. Okay. And since uh, I'm going first in the team, I'll use what's left in the team coffers for now. I like it. This episode's called The Gang Files for Bankruptcy. <laughs> Sorry, The Crown. At the beginning of this round, there is a market shift. Oh, right. The D8 is now a D10. Balls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is how it go. I, th <laughs> I think that is how they decide how inflation goes. They just roll a die and like, what? Three percent today. <laughs> that makes it Benny's turn. I'm going to run forward and leap through the hole that Hal left in the um, in the bars. Mm -hmm. And then Parathra's eyes begin to glow with rainbow spectral light. And then her aura pours out from her, washing over her allies. And she casts Holy Aura, Ooh. which is an eighth level spell. All of my allies within 30 feet of me begin to emit a dull glow as you also begin to project her aura. It's a concentration spell, and while it is in effect, you have advantage on all saving throws, and attack rolls to hit you have disadvantage. That's great. That is beautiful. You're going to have to remind me of that every time I do anything. Ooh. I will, and I'm just going to try <laughs> to concentrate. 
Concentrate, Paraphthora. <laughs> concentrate. <laughs> I am done. I like it. That makes a legendary action. And now he's going to actually start using them. The first thing he will do is use the ability Liquidate on Wuxia. I'm already mostly water anyway. I was going to say fitting. <laughs> Your debt is forgiven. You will take 1d10 for every debt he forgave. Shit. That is 6d10, baby. That's a pretty decent exchange rate for quintessence, yo. Uh, fair. This is when Zach tells me it's all soul damage, too. <laughs> you take 45 damage. Oh, balls. Goober. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. You can do it. I can do it. While I'm doing my work, I hear the clattering of the Volpidexa and the Voltrap, the polearm scarring my friends. I know that this must be done and must be done quickly. And so I reach into the living shadow that is my armor and pull out a Electrum coin that I must have stolen from some god of luck. <laughs> As I make my next arcana check on this panel, I will choose for my ability check to be a natural 20. Ooh, gross. That is disgusting. And uh, using my rogue feature, Stroke of Luck, that I flavored with a stolen Stroke it, it, Gaspar, stroke it. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any way I could spend more actions to work quicker? I would say that if you want to take two debt, Instead of one, you could use your cunning action to use move object. I know that's normally a thief thing, but in this context, I think the pressure is on. Stolen a lot of things. I'll take it. <laughs> you offered me a deal? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if anybody knows me, they know I take every deal that's offered. Take every deal. That is a... It would be a 19, mm -hmm. but I have reliable talent. So that is a 26 instead. Thank fucking Christ. Yes, that is, that is enough. <laughs> he wasn't anticipating you to solve all three locks at once. So when you deactivate the magical shield, you can see a flicker of frustration cross his face. Your face. <laughs> You're knowing a fraction of what you've caused me. Is that the end of your turn? Unless you want to give me more deals where I can fidget <laughs> with, with this panel. That's my turn. <laughs> Hal, can you at least move slightly to the side? I'm trying to work here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got some shades that I'm going to go take care of. Beautiful. As you start to move away, he uses Inherit. All debt from any amount of creatures can be moved to a single ally. What is the total debt in the room? I have one. Okay. I also only have one so far. Okay. Um, you have none? Yeah. Mine all just got liquidated. I thought we'd take them in chunks of ten. One at a time. Okay. That's... I mean, you can take them in chunks of 10, but you got to tell me if you're doing that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So all told, that's one from Yavos, one from Michael, and three from Gaspar. All of that is going to move on to Penny. No. Uh, <laughs> that is so rude. Sorry, the debt of the parent always passes on to the child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> How much is that? Uh, you now have five. Motherfucker. And that begins Elephant's action. Okay, cool. Kicking off of the gate and blazing back over Penny's head through the hole he created in the bars, Hal will land just about right where he was at the beginning of this combat, which is 
10 feet away from the currently trapped in a dream prison dwarf. Pretty shit dwarf with no beard, Hal says. <laughs> it would be fine if it was just a headless beard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a dwarf has no beard, you fuck. <laughs> and I swing my halberd at it. It's woven into his chest hair, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's still severed. Yeah. It's so sad. <laughs> right. So I'm going to take uh, two swings with patrimony mm. at this thing. I love it. Spending, so took one debt just to go. Then I'm going to have to take a second one to act and a third one to take a bonus action to rage before I attack. Okay. So that puts Hal, I guess at two, because one got moved off. Yes. Yes. He flips you off and exposes his lower beard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first attack. You have advantage. Okay. 22 to hit with Patrimony. That does hit the headless. All right. That does. Oh, Patrimony's weird damage. Zach made it weird damage. I did make it weird damage. I'm <laughs> so sorry. It's okay. I've got, I've got D4s. I'm ready. I like weird damage. <laughs> 19 points of damage with the first strike. Excellent. That reaches his maximum. You drag Patrimony across the ground, cleaving him in twain, and then bring the last bit of your force down on top of the body causing it to burst into a liquid shadow that then evaporates and sinks into the ground. Good. It's one. Howell will take his second swing at, are the Volpidexa and Ryder one target or two? They are one. Okay, cool. Then I will take my second swing at them. I love it. Still with Avantage? Yes. How's a 30 to hit? That'll do it. Okay, cool. Um, I will drop a third level Divine Smite into this Athach. One, two. Was that attack? Yes, it was. <laughs> it, it, it was. Watching, watching Zach's evolving expression deeper and deeper into what the fuck is he talking about territory was incredible. Thank yeah. you for bringing me on that fucking wagon ride to the west, my boy. All right. Absolutely. Two, three, four. So damage to Volpidexa. 40. To the Volpidexa. Beautiful. It's a combination of uh, slashing and radiant, so let me know if it resists anything, but... It does not. Cool. All right. And because I didn't need to spend it on the first target, it will also deal an extra 20 points of radiant damage from my Celestial Aspect ability. For a total of 60? For a total of 60. Love it. And at the end of my turn, I, Wusha, and the Volpidexa, I'll take 10 radiant. Okay. That concludes my turn. He is going to use Liquidate on Penny, dealing you 60-10 damage. That sounds right. I don't like it. I didn't like it either. It hurt. That's going to be 32. As you can feel the debt pulled away from your soul, it almost feels like it's pulling chunks of you away. You can feel as though multiple iterations of yourself are suddenly sickening near death. From Liquidate, you're going to go ahead and Give me a concentration check to maintain your holy aura. Ten on the dot. Oh, no. But I've been informed that there, there's a rule I was not aware of for concentration where it's either DC 10 or half the damage. Mm-hmm. Whichever's higher. Yeah. So I did not make it. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> Beautiful. That makes it Grom's turn. Lilp. I hate that guy. Hmm. I like that guy. I like that guy. <laughs> Something about him. He is going to unload his crossbow on Penny. Does an 18 hit? 
by one point. Well, then, in that case, all three of them hit. <sighs> I take the full load. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be 12d6. In front of my father. <laughs> that is going to be 47 damage. Oh. That raises my total damage to 10 soul damage and 133 regular damage. Oh. That is over my hit point total of 125. Oh, no. Crap. Oh. I'm not close enough to take it for you either. I like that. I'll take your friends from you, and then you'll understand why we have to do this. He gestures, and as he does, the Vortrab disappears and reappears next to Penny, melting into and out of shadow. And he is going to use his action, Decapitate. Welcome back to EXPN. I'm your hoist with the moist, Dirk Bradley. And with me, as always, is the horrible breed of loneliness that can only be found in megacities and church camps. In Axis News, the caller team can't seem to figure out how to get the damn thing open. It's been going through contractions every couple of days, and until it chills the hell out, you're stuck watching... local leagues. Not that it would matter, since the Axis teams don't seem interested in doing quests anymore. I guess the news that something is eating at the edge of the universe really bummed them out. I mean, come on, guys, that stuff is eons down the road. It's like worrying about food poisoning too much to enjoy your discount sushi. That's tomorrow Dirk's problem. Meanwhile, I made the mistake of stinkronizing with my worst half. And let me tell you, two Dirks are not better than one. First of all, that guy is a lot. He's 10 pounds of obnoxious in a used sandwich bag. Second, I'm starting to realize why none of my millions of fans want to come to my dinner parties. Putting aside the fact that no one seems to crave my candied bratwurst as much as I do, I couldn't stand two hours with that buffoon, much less every day. I can't believe Russ put up with me as long as he did. Because I was contractually obligated to. And some people take their responsibilities seriously. <laughs> I can hear him now. Something something obligations. Yada yada seriously. You can hear me because I'm standing right next to you, you donut. Yeah, guys, I think my friend hunger and pastry hunger have joined forces against my sanity hunger. I'm hearing things. Delicious things. Ow! Rusty! Hey, Dirk. I see you're still sporting the situational awareness of a tomato. Man, I haven't been in any situations. Certainly not ones I had to be aware of. That's no excuse to shirk your responsibilities. Well, I certainly can't be bothered to dirk my responsibilities. This whole self-improvement thing is hard. It's even harder when no one wants to spend time around me long enough to tell me why I'm an idiot. Unfortunately, your journey of self-discovery will have to be put on hold. Thank God! Dirk, this isn't good news. In fact... It's far, far worse than I could have imagined. Uh, uh, what do we roll for that? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get some antlers to mount on the wall. Is, uh, my, is my neck AC lower than my regular you, AC? I'm going to use my reaction to cast my fifth level spell, Recapitate, Get yeah. Fucked. <laughs> oh, God, gotcha. you, you made a hand gesture. Was that cut the episode? Or yeah. was that, was that cut the hand? Which one was it, Zach? The answer is yeah. The answer is yeah. It was a lot of fun being on the show, everyone. Thanks for having me. Uh-oh. Um, this will uh -oh. not stand. I, I, I am staying for lunch before I take an early <laughs> day. <laughs> 
you don't get decapitated and not eat some sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Crying on it will make it saltier. Let's go around the table, and um, starting with Angelo, since this is by far your most important episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I want to say that the reveal of the mechanics, the cost of living, <laughs> like just us getting into debt, it's then we're slowly finding out just how much it's starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's still more to discover. Yeah. Just how fucked we are. I I love being in dire situations. <laughs> this is when the good the good actions happen. You know, I, I really am glad that you're at this level now because it means you have things like Revivify and Resurrection and it'll be like, all right, we're going to have to play some fucking tight game shit. You know? Apparently <laughs> Revivify somebody beheaded, but we'll find out. You just we'll got to shove it back on and hope for the best. Okay. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of glue. Never hurt anybody. My favorite moment was getting to learn a little bit more of Gaspar's backstory because we've got it in tiny, tiny little trickles and little little sprinkles little so far, and I feel like that was the the little gush that we earned. Right. I I enjoy Angelo's gushes, and mm. I got it all over me. So thank you. <laughs> Following that up, <laughs> I think my favorite was the absolute barrage of banking related puns that we were leveling on Zach. That's fair. Most of which will probably remain in the episode, but some of which may be cut. So yeah. Zach was getting very angry with everyone making banking puns. And Only because I was concerned about time. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know I love a good pun. <laughs> or a bad pun. Right. Or a middling one. You can bank on it. My favorite thing, something I've been anticipating for over 100 episodes at this point, we finally learned what Gaspar originally looked like. Yeah. And that was very exciting to me. It was a good description. You have beautiful eyes. (laughs) Yeah, they're literally part of the map. I think he has (laughs) horrifying eyes, but, you know. (laughs) We got stained glass peepers. This bank Mm -hmm. is watching us die. (laughs) (laughs) They all do. (laughs) This is a tough one for me just because my, I guess... If I had to pick a thing, it's just the overall tied together themes throughout Mm. everything. I mean, we're fighting in a bank. This is everything about Gaspar's debt being brought into the crux of its story. And then the mechanics are all debt related to it's just it's all very good for me. These are the things I like a lot. I had a lot of fun uh, building this encounter. And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't get better. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it gets better. It does get a little better. better. Yeah, this is this is going to be an awkward episode to edit, but I, I'm sure Sam's going to absolutely love it. And I am so, so thankful to him for all the work that he does. I'm also incredibly thankful to Bree for the fantastic fucking work that she has so done. Ooh-wee. I also wanted to say, and this is probably something that was mentioned in the mid-roll, but Bree and I, Bree Golden and I, are getting married as of <gasps> the September 22nd. And frankly, I would love to see some LUQDs there. If you're interested and in the area, either for Rose City Comic Con or whatever, because it lands during that time period, you are more than welcome to join the Discord and send me a DM and let me know what you want to do. And we can we can have you here. It's an open invitation. It's a backyard wedding. It's a good goddamn time. I will also say that it's going to cost me a lot. And this show costs me a lot. And if any of you feel a compelling desire please feel free to send some uh, uh, remuneration, uh, some thanks uh, for the work that Bree and I have been doing uh, and a blessing for our wedding in the form of a Venmo donation. You can find me at ZBarkus on Venmo. I'm also going to be posting uh, the information on the website in a QR code just in case you want to help me out there. 
you know, obviously no expectations, but it would just help a lot as we go uh, on our honeymoon and everything else. But if hey. you come to the backyard wedding, please no homemade food. Yeah, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can find my wedding registry on PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it feels awkward to ask for these things, but I also feel like, you know, it's, it's it's a big occasion, and uh, I think y'all would want to be a part of that in whatever way you can. So uh, thank you for your consideration. Thank you for listening to the episode. And until next time, we wish you luck. Hey.